On this episode of Quantum Week, January 2nd through 8th, 1983. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines and stories. And we are in January 1983, right at the beginning of the year to talk about The Verdict and Stepping Out by Joe Jackson. Yeah. Um, what was yesterday's episode? That was at the, that was the, uh, that was Tootsie. Yes. Okay, good. Right. All right. I just didn't know if we needed any recap from the, but that was I the weekend I think before. so. I mean, you lied in that show about, um, you told a horrible lie about not, about, you know, you not again. you didn't ask. Not again in your fart talk. <laughs> Shut your fart talk up. Loser. <laughs> 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 Now you ask Jeff to do these uh, awkward questions. You lie bet on the next show. It just puts me in a difficult spot. You know, all of the patrons listen to our regular show mm. too, and they know that you're a fucking liar. I don't know about that. They seem well, to really do. respect me. The, some of them respect you, and some mm. of them think you're off your goddamn rocker. Thousands of people hate you. Thousands. <laughs> they like, really do. Like maybe twenty five people hate me. Thousands of people hate me. I would have. I would have like forty thousand Twitter followers if if uh, a thousand people hated me. That's crazy. I don't think that's true. That is true. <laughs> that's you absolutely true. <laughs> I blocked. No, it's less than a hundred now. I that's, think well, that's really turning the turning the herd there. Good. Well, yeah, but you can't start with one and then make fun of me for the other. It's it's either I have a lot blocked or I don't. Mm-hmm. The answer is I don't have a lot blocked right now. Correct. Uh, sure. If that's, if that's a good sure. number, that's good. It's less than before. I'll say that. <laughs> it's less than it's before. still more than me. But that's fine. Oh well, yeah, you're just, but I'm not. But I'm not a big. Star. I mean, you're a big celebrity. It's different. It's different. That is true. I'm a big celebrity. Yeah, a big star. Yeah, I get noticed out and out and about. Look at that! Wow, what a moment. <laughs> <laughs> a moment. Jesus. It was the other way. I was like a little schoolgirl when I met uh, the other guy. I was so psyched. I don't know if we can be this vague about things. Oh, I know, I know, I know. One of the best callers. Just I know. Being annoying. I know, I know. Well, you're you brought it up. I did not. Um, I did not bring that up. Uh, okay, we're ready to talk about the verdict. Yeah, the verdict. Sure. yeah. All right. Uh, a movie uh, will be in uh, top twenty for me. Uh, great movie, all time performance. Um, and uh, Mamet at one of his best. He is not over the top mammoth, which I really like. And some of the best um, filmmaking too. I, I don't know if, I don't know much about film before this time. Like I've definitely seen some from, from film class, but I'm feeling like this is one of the first times where you really feel the camera moving with the action, like upstairs, downstairs, you know, crossing corridors, people kind of coming in and out. Um, I don't know if that, to me, I wouldn't think that that was done a lot before this particular film. This is more like what West Wing becomes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like that type of feel where the, you have a lot of motion uh, throughout the film. There is certainly motion for that. I mean, you got to remember Sidney Lumet directed this. Yeah. He, of course, uh, had a very long, one of the most prolific uh, careers really in film history. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, his first film is 12 Angry Men, which is 1957. Yeah. And then, you know, he directed, I think, up in, I think I did um, things. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. The, uh, it's not film, things to do in Devil When You're Dead, no, but it's similar. It's similar like uh, Before did. the Devil Knows You're Dead. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Marissa Tomei. And that came out in 2007. So right. he kind of a 50 year career of directing major films. Now, I know he took some time off between like Gloria and uh, there's a Vin Diesel movie that came out. He's had some bombs for sure. Yeah. Um, anyone who I think directs that long will. Um, but he also has directed some of the most, you know, important and biggest movies. Sure. Uh, you know, that, you know, in that same time span. And um, this one might, is probably my, that I've seen at least, is probably my favorite that he's done. This is a terrific movie. Yeah. Um, this is, 
Yeah, I think I gotta give this an A. Uh, it is a great film. It's not in my top 100, which you just missed me. It's not gonna really? be my top 20. But I mean, that it's it, honestly, at some point, it just becomes a matter of taste. I can't yeah. really, I mean, it, this is a really fantastic movie. It's maybe my second favorite courtroom movie. It, a Few Good Men is probably my favorite. Yeah. This is right there with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it honestly, it could be my top one. You know, top 20 is tough because our top 20 is so stacked. It is really stacked. Um, I thought that it would be top 10, and then I looked at our. And we just, we've seen so many just good ones. So many it's really ones. hard. So, so many great ones. And this is a f- great movie. And you mentioned it too, like all time performance. Oh God, Newman. I mean, just... Paul Newman in this movie, this is right there with, you know, the very best, you know, uh, Al Pacino and Godfather yep. one for me, uh, Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. Uh, this, like, this is one of those like unbelievable peak, just beyond peak. Like, I mean, Paul Newman obviously is one of the greatest actors Ever. Ever. The problem is I haven't seen a lot of his films know, because I it happened either. so long. You know, it's Color of Money. Uh, you know, he was in uh, Road to Perdition, of course. Right. He's great there. And this, I, I, there's probably, maybe I've seen 10 of his movies. I've seen Butch Cassidy. And Sund- is that? Sundance Kid. Sundance yep. Kid, that's yep. him. The Sting he did with, uh, I with did Bradford see the, as well. Right. I didn't love this thing, but I mean, I also would be happy to go back and kind of see it again. Yeah. I mean, some of it, obviously, you know, we're being our age. Some of the pacing in some of those movies are a little slow. Sure. Um, uh, but, but not a lot. I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen And it's enough. too bad because he he's is so fantastic. Great. And he's yeah. such a great actor. And he's great here. Um, yeah. And I mean, he's so like, it's a really brave performance. I mean, this guy is a drunk loser who slaps a woman in the face. Oh, he punches her. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like legit. And yeah. like, like, and he, they even said, oh, should we take this out? And he's like, no, well, this is who this guy is. We'll, we'll do it. Right. I know the producers um, had, had a few problems actually with the the end cut of this. Yeah. Including that. Uh, I like the movie as it is. I think oh. every, the choices that, and the, thankfully Lumet had final cut. So um, the, the Lumet version is, is perfect. It uh, is. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, the very end of the movie, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, maybe even shut this off and go watch it. It's that good. It's really check good. Check it out. Yeah. The verdict, it's incredible. Um, but uh, so, yeah, at the very end of the movie, uh, the girl, uh, Laura, calls him and he doesn't pick the phone up. Perfect. Which I totally buy. Absolutely buy. She completely... Betrayed him. Yes. Yes. Played him and betrayed him. And he probably... It's so funny. I wonder if that was his real low moment because he must have known... He's a drunk... Um, he doesn't get any cases. He keeps losing cases. The ones that he's had like three cases in yes. four years or something. Right. I he can't remember what it was. He settled easily. He probably took easy change to settle. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just, you know, but he kind of pretends you see him talking to mm-hmm. women and talking to people and he tells big stories. Yes, so he yes. kind of pretends, but I think this may be the, you know, kind of the last straw where, where he is duped. Like he is played and fucking duped and betrayed. Yes. Even, I think it's even worse than the scene where you see him totally drunk and like, you know, a, passed out and uh, who's the, who's the, who's the Jack, um, Warden. Jack Warden like picks yeah, him up. He kind of like trashes his own <laughs> Trashes his own audience. Yeah. I think this is, that's an even like deeper cut than that. Like a even lower cut than, than well, where he was there. He's being uh, betrayed his whole life. Like he talks about when he was a younger lawyer who's yeah. married and then he was basically set up. Um, uh, and almost was disbarred. That's right. Uh, and then, you know, he loses his wife, loses his, cause that was his, uh, his father-in-law's his business, his business. law practice. So like, so he loses that, uh, you know, loses his wife, loses marriage, loses yeah. his, his job there. He ends up becoming a drunk. You're right. He's, he, the whole movie is kind of telling lies. He's kind of trying to like, even in his funeral homes, he's lying, saying he knows the person. Oh yeah. Ambulance chaser and yeah. trying to, right. And, like, yes. Using all these weird lies and manipulations to kind of get, to get, get ahead or get even like whatever, get even neutral for yep. this guy. And um, right, and then he is, he's lied to and betrayed by someone much better than he is. 
And uh, Eber gets the review wrong, though. If you read Eber's review, he says that Apollonius' character is still drinking at the end of the movie, which is not true. He's, He's actually not. drinking coffee. Yeah. And it shows you that he is still sober. So, I mean, it's funny to read some of these reviews of movies. Maybe we've seen them a few times. You know, Eber probably only saw, obviously only saw a movie once. We Before he reviewed. reviewed it. Yeah, of course. Um, so, it's funny that sometimes you will see errors in his reviews because he it was written at the time sure. when we came out. Right. Um, but no, in fact, Newman is sober at the end. I think that's a really important thing that this character has changed and that's a big reason why he won't pick up the phone. He's, they're showing the real growth of this guy. Not only is he not drinking, but he's not falling in the same traps that he would have exactly. when this movie began. Because when this movie began, the same situation happened, he picks up that phone. Do you think that the turn happened when he when he saw well, the um, the woman in the in the bed, I can't remember what her name was. Um, oh, the bed. Yeah, so there's a, great, a, there's a great scene. He walks in this. Um, uh, he, he, Caitlin, right? Caitlin. Um, no. Wait, wait. Caitlin's the nurse, right? Caitlin Costello Price is the nurse. That's yeah, the nurse, you're right. Yeah. Who, yeah, uh, so he sees uh, he sees the 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 patient in bed, um, and she was. If you don't know the story, uh, quick synopsis. Um, there's a this is this is seen off screen, but uh, a woman uh, is delivering a baby, and then she's given the wrong anesthetic, and it, it basically puts her in a coma and makes her brain dead. Yep. Um, and she's in kind of like a like a hospital, but she'll never walk she'll or never talk yeah. or think again. She's kept alive. Yeah. Um. And um. They're trying to this this woman's sister is trying to sue the hospital partly so that the you know the sister can kind of move on with her life yeah they want to move out west move out west and yeah. then also so that then then the sick sister the sister that's you know has no brain activity will then be taken care of the rest of her life right so um they end up hiring Paul Newman as a lawyer uh he kind of gets gift wrapped a case by his friend Jack Warden and then instead of settling what happens is he goes to visit the girl at the hospital to kind of see what condition she's in he's taking polaroids and as as you see the Polaroid develop, you see that his conscience comes into play. Yeah. And it's a really great way to show it because it, basically for a whole minute, the camera just sits on these Polaroid pictures slowly developing. And then when it hits back to Paul Newman's character, you can see his whole face expression has changed. Totally changed. And he's like, oh shit, Like this is more than just a money grab. This is someone's life. And um, that he has this like, crisis of conscience. And uh, it's incredibly well done. And ultimately, someone who's you know betrayed by someone who had power over her, kind of. I mean, at least he didn't know at the time. Uh, they they really fucked up. Like they, they really did fuck up. He didn't know this at the time, but but he you know she was under their care, and they they kind of. I would say they sort of betrayed her. Like they left her this way, kind of like he was betrayed as well. I wonder if he could see himself a little bit in that. Uh, but that's the that's the turning point, and then yes. you know. And then he just, he can't, his con, he, his con, right, his conscious clicks, clicks in, he can't do what he cannot settle. He but cannot. He's, but he's not a hero. So what I love about this is this is not a hero. This is a very flawed man. Eventually, at one point, when the case really seems to be kind of in shambles, he calls the law of his back to try to settle. He then wants, because they offer him 210000 initially, and he says no. And then um, they, he, when the case is kind of in shambles and he's really kind of at the bottom, he calls them back to try to settle. Well, yeah, I mean, because... Again, people with more power fuck him over. Yes. You know, they get to the they get to the doctor who is his expert witness and basically pay him off, send and him on you, holiday. Do you see how that all is set up too? This is how brilliant the script is. So we're in the law office, we're seeing all the lawyers. Yes. And uh, James Mason, who's fantastic, he's he nominated awesome for an Oscar. Yeah. James Mason's yeah, a fantastic yeah. actor. He died a couple years after this came yeah. out. But uh he's great in this. And uh, he's talking to his young lawyers and he brings up one of the lawyers. Oh, you know, where are you supposed to go on vacation? He says, oh, St. Bart's. He's like, well, you can't go now because we've got to work on this case. And then sure enough, uh, they end up sending the doctor on that. It's, that's the trip that the doctor went on. He I didn't that. catch that. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Like there's that's all awesome. these, like great little 
the script is so, you know, Mamet's just a genius. Mamet writes movies for adults. Like they're not, he doesn't take any, he doesn't pull any punches. These are mature characters. These are flawed characters. You know, you watch a movie like Heist, which I love, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Like these are really flawed people, but yet you kind of still root for them and they, the dialogue is masterful. I mean, I rooted for him to strike her. I really did. I, I'm sorry to say it, but I like. I was like, oh my God, she betrayed him so badly. Like she's such a fucking liar. To, be, to kind of nurture him, to take care of him when he's down and out, to yeah. keep pushing him forward. You got to do this, Kate. Like, you, I know. you know what I mean? To just betray it for 550. I know it was a lot more back then, but a check for $550. And I know also it was because his father-in-law was, or her father was going to bring her back in to practice law again. But, and you know, she had her own demons with that, but still it's just, it was so grotesque. I didn't see that coming by the way. And oh, the it was, first time I saw this movie and he slaps her, I jumped in oh, the air. Yeah, I, I was like, are you kidding? Holy shit. Oh, well, I didn't see that. I didn't see her betrayal coming. Oh, I didn't either. And I was just so I was angry. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'd slap that. And which I wouldn't, but then to see him do it, I, I was like, yeah, like I really was. I don't know why I was just so excited that he just, I, yeah, I wasn't. I, 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 it, cause anyone else you would do that. Like anybody who betrayed you like that, you might, you might knock him out. Yeah, I think you probably would. It's, I think so. Hmm, yeah, it's just it's complicated, and that's why I love this movie. Um, so okay, so he he from a, simply from a writing a movie standpoint, yeah, there's nothing he can say to her there that's gonna have the weight that's deserved. Never, nothing, so, nothing. But then on the flip side, you can't really have her hit a woman, but they do. They I do. Mean, and, and, and to maybe in Lumet's I guess defense, I believe too. That's what that character would do. Probably, I believe that character. The Paul Newman character would would hit would hit her there, yeah. especially in 1982. Yeah, especially just knowing how like this guy has seen the bottom. This guy is is a very flawed man. I so I am happy they went with that decision there. I don't know. I just I was thinking to myself, what if this movie was made now? What oh, it would they, never happen, right? So does he just like talk her to death? Like what does he do? like? You know, like leave me alone. Don't yeah, if you're gonna me? go conf- like not- if you're gonna go confront her, yeah, there is nothing you can say right. that will ever. To ever undo any of the damage will ever meet that type of the gravity, the damage that she, she's done. And I think, you know, based on who he is, the op, like, what would you do to a guy in that situation? You might knock him out. You might. Yeah. And so it just, it sort of transcended sex in that, in that moment. It was more important that the gravity of the situation dictated that response for that character. I think so. I think so too. I just, I, I I did I, I it's it's a perfect for that movie and that it's a movie it's a, yeah it's fiction it's yeah 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 it's perfect for that scenario, um but it 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 is it is problematic to an extent because it's not a fair fight I mean she took advantage of him so I guess it's like you could say turnabout's fair play but it's like it's just like she can't defend herself there she no he'd whip her ass so like yeah. it's not fair so I it's agree like, eh, you like it's kind of like you know okay maybe instead of it being another guy what if it was a guy in a wheelchair. Or a guy who's like going through cancer treatments, would you would you still slap him? What she did to him was not fair either. Like no. he could not defend himself. He didn't know. He had no right. perspective. She just lied and and he trusted her. Right. And it and it's just even it's so much worse than you know, if than her playing him. You could play him using your sex's power. You know what I mean? Like sleep with him, get information, whatever. But to nurture him, to take care of him when he was down, to push him forward, to tell him that that 
She does not accept him being a loser. She has no empathy for him being a loser that he has to fight. Like this is your time. You need to figure out, you need to decide now what type of man you're going to be to be that to like to egg him, not just egg, to propel him on that way, to give him courage that way only to destroy him. It's the worst. Like I don't know if there's any worse betrayal than that. It's pretty bad. It's, it's real bad. It's really well performed by Charlotte Rambo. Yeah, she's great. She does a great job. Is she's very cold and distant, but it's like yep. a perfect. It's like exactly who that person would be. You know, she's pretty, but yet she's there's a coldness to it. Super her. cold. And it's like, oh, but that's but you know, you kind of learn why as the movie goes on. You're like, okay, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jack Ward and you know, is the flip side of it. And you know, of course, uh, Lumet directed Ward in Twelve Angry Men. So you know, and of course, Ward might be. Might be the best character actor of his time. Oh God! Of course, all the president's men, a bunch of stuff. Um, he's he's so good. Um, Ingrained in my head is him saying, "What are you nuts?" Like I feel like he said that a million times in his career, and yes. I love it every yeah, single time he, he does. He does exact exasperation really well. Um, and he's great in this. But he's like the warmth. He's like the he's the exact opposite of the Laura character. Yeah. And um, so that's really you know he's so good there. It's such a well written role. And then you have you have the only my only negative in this movie. The only neg I have is um, I don't love the judge character. I think, I think, it's I think a, he I think does it's, a pretty good job because he's a slime ball. You far. think it's too much? Yeah, like, I don't think I don't it, think we need to have the uh, the judge be corrupt too. Like, okay, there's so much going on yeah. already against him. I don't know if we need that in the courtroom. It's too far. Yes. When they're in his chambers and he's trying to convince Newman to take the money, um, I think that worked really well. But you're right. For him to just so. Like at some point, it gets a little ridiculous. It does get ridiculous. Like he starts cross examining the guy, like Newman's witness, like the doctor. Yeah. Like, I get to ask him questions. I'm yeah, the judge. Yeah. I don't buy it would happen. And I then, know. like, other things. And then, like, he's so quick to, like, dismiss the testimony of the nurse. Like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, that's not. I know. It became a cartoon. I think you're too. I think was, you're right. It was a little bit like that movie, um, Trial of Chicago 7, which is obviously based on Did a true it, story. Yeah. I know that, but Franklin Jello is the lawyer. It just came out last year. It's not a very good movie. Yeah. And, uh, but like the Franklin Jello character, which I know is, is, is real, so I guess there's some truth in it, but that's almost cartoonish, but you kind of like, all right, I can accept this because it's real. But when it's, when it's fake, it's like, all right, well, then we don't need the judge to be this much of a cartoon. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I think you're absolutely right. And so that's and my only like, kind of like negative about the movie. Unfortunately, you needed a way for you needed to give the jury an opportunity to find in, um, you know, in the plaintiff's favor. So that so they had to, you know, because enough was struck out of the record. It needed to build it up somehow enough. Why? You know what I mean? Build it what up? Well, if they actually discounted all of the right. testimony that really um, made the defendants guilty, they should have found in favor of the defendant. Right. And so they needed to see enough shenanigans to make them go the other way. Or how about there are no shenanigans? How about he just never, how about the testimony of the nurse just sticks? Yeah, you, we, that, you're right. Like we don't need anything else. Yeah. So that's, that's enough. Because maybe that would have been too open and shut. That's okay. This, yeah, this, probably. This is not, a, you know, when the original version of the script, you don't even hear the verdict. I know. And then we never really find out how much money he makes. We never find out. So like, you know, we don't, I don't think you need, it's not about, like this is a character study. This is not, this is a character study that with a, a very organized and well done plot, but you don't need to have crazy bells and whistles. We don't need to have that. Like, I mean, as much as I love a few good men, we don't need to have you know you can't handle the about the truth. Like, we don't need that. Like, this movie has enough to stand up on its own. I know. I think I think I agree with the producers on this. That if you would have ended with um, the jury going away and not coming back with a verdict, it would have been it would have been too much. I agree. And so I think I think we needed a resolution. I think it would have been powerful either way. Whether they, either way they went, right. it would have been powerful. So we needed that. 
Yeah, I think they had. I think they felt like they needed to justify it. But you're right; it didn't didn't have to be. The the nurse testimony could have stood. That would have been fine. And it's a really good scene. Lindsay Krause, of course, was married to David Mamet. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, she 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 was in uh, you know a few of his movies. Uh, she actually did I think another Mamet movie too later on. But uh, she she uh, is quite good in so, a small role. Yeah. So the reveal um, here is she has a, the doctors basically have her change a chart. Yes. Um, to make it look like they weren't. And she used to be a nurse. Now she's like a kind of a preschool teacher. It seems like. Yeah. And uh, she quit nursing and because, moved out of the city. And moved yeah moved to New York City. Um. Be- because I oh, moved to New York, right? Because it was such like a the doctors just treated her so shit. You know, it was such a shitty thing she did. Oh, they were and she, they yeah. were on the hook for the the basically the death of this woman. I mean. Right, which yeah, and I, I just I know is no situation too. Like the cover ups worse than the crime. Like it's way worse. Obviously, what they did, you know, what happened was terrible. But like them, like lying about it and having her forge records, like that will obviously destroy these men. Yeah. Um. Uh. That's a lot of people say this is the best Boston movie ever. It's a great Boston movie. I disagree with that. I think Good Will Hunting is better. Um, but um, another issue kind of too with it is like a lot of this movie was filmed in Boston, but most of it wasn't. Most of it was actually filmed in New York. Oh, really? So the scenes in the bar. Um, Those in New York? Yeah, scenes. Yeah, the scenes in- That like, looks hit, like a hit. Boston bar though, don't it you does. think? I mean, no. And like there are scenes where he's walking around like uh, like South Station. Yeah. And like there's some, there's some scenes that are obviously really are. Like when he's in the funeral home, that's uh, New York. When he walks out of the funeral home, that's, that's Boston. Boston. That, I guess that funeral home, at least until recently, was is still uh, is still a funeral home. Yeah, you can see the hill down to the yeah. Um, so down to the Charles. There are, like I bet, like it sounds like they probably took Newman and did some like on location kind of stuff. Probably yeah. took a couple of days and just shot some stuff around, and then but a lot of this, most of this movie is actually does. I love his yeah. office too. Looking great, at the architecture, a great shot. yeah, you know, through the window and the the depth of that architecture, it's the arch, really so cool. It's a really cool office, and um, it's a really it's really well done. Like this movie is. It's pretty masterful. Like if someone said this is their favorite movie of all time, I'd be like, all right, I get it. Like it's not my favorite, and that's just because of taste issue. But it's sure. impeccably done. There aren't, like I said, other than the judge, I don't like the performance either. Um, but other than the judge, I don't really have any issues at all with this movie. Also, love the score. The score is phenomenal. It just builds tension. There's this in the beginning of the movie. Um, he's telling jokes in a bar, and it's this jovial. You know, they're kind of laughing with him. It's jovial, and the music is just tension. It's not fun, funny. It just yeah. it's just dark, dark. It's it's perfect. Uh, I Johnny lo- I, Mandel, I believe, is the, that's uh, right. Hasn't done oh, done a lot of stuff, but nothing too memorable that I saw. Well, there he, were a he's few older guys. Yeah, right. he's directed a lot of stuff before we were. Yeah, um, I did see there was something that came. Oh, he did Caddyshack and Being There. Oh, Mash was probably the big one. Which, if he did the organ, do 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 do. If he did that organ like Mash thing, that's that's a pretty memorable. I think it's thing. an actual song. Suicide is painful. Oh, is it? I have no yeah, idea. It's a, it's a song. That came it is. Out. Okay, yeah. so that wasn't yeah, him. No. But uh, then, I, yeah, I don't really know his stuff. I wouldn't. And, and Caddyshack score is not memorable to me. Neither is uh, Being There. But uh, but this one's a great one. A really great one. I liked it. Didn't love it. You didn't love it. it oh, I think okay. it's awesome. I think it's tension throughout. Some it's stuff was good. Really was good. Awesome. Mostly liked it. Um, interesting. Just a quick like. I, I don't love doing these, but it's it's too good not to pass up. Yeah. The the courtroom scene at the end, um, where he's giving his uh final statement there. Uh, and uh, in the in the actual gallery is Tobin. Uh, was it Tobin? Um, the guy from uh Saw movies. Oh yeah, I know he's in there. Yeah. Uh, and then Bruce Willis. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people know that, but in case you didn't, uh, it's a fun little game I didn't see them in there, but I did read yeah. it afterwards. And um, that's, that's they're fun. in there. Yeah, Bruce Willis is kind of like long, goofy hair. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, but um, but it, but a lot of people point to that final scene as like Newman's maybe like his best moment as an actor. I don't know. I kind of like some of the other stuff he just does throughout. I just like kind of watching this character just like live his life. I don't know if there's any like one point in this movie that I'm like, oh, that's that's the moment. Um, for me, at least, like, I think there's some of those moments in like even Road to Perdition that I don't necessarily see here, but I just kind of like love like just living, just seeing this guy's like day to day. Yeah, I agree. I think the last scene's quite good and very powerful, but uh, but he's great throughout. I mean, he's just sh- the just the way that he shows broken down, downtrodden. You know, obviously he's a good looking guy, kind of losing, just losing it, yeah. losing an edge in every single. You know, he's he's never he's way past his prime. Yes, and he's a fucking drunk, and he has made bad decision after bad decision for years. And he gets one more shot at redemption, and it probably won't change him much. I think it will. You think I it will? Agree. I mean, he's not drinking anymore. Hopefully, that stays. <sighs> he didn't. He didn't pick up through the, the case. I know he didn't pick the up. He's over though. He still didn't pick. It. He's still drinking a coffee. It's late. Like it's it's bedtime. He's, that would that, and even more reason to maybe have a drink. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't foresee that. It, I think this is his last. I think he's going to have a tough tough go of it for the rest of his days. But this was his last moment where he he does the right thing and does it very well. I, I think, guess a lot of odds. I think he can get success. Maybe, maybe he can become, become a good lawyer again. I don't know if he ever trusts again, though. No, probably not. So that could be. That's what I mean. He's just been so kicked around and damaged by people who were supposed to take care and of him and love him. His recent betrayal with by law, Super I think, is betrayed. the one that's yeah, just the. Oh, it's the worst. Like, well, I mean, yeah. even his wife, like you'd think his, I know. his wife's dad. I mean, these, these people are supposed to be on your side. Yeah, but this they, guy's been kicked around a lot. So, that, uh, so what happens is in the former practice that he worked for, his father-in-law's, they were just doing some shady shit there and they, they paid off a juror and he found out and he wanted, he kind of went nuclear. You know, he, he had, he had uh, good moralities, uh, good morality, good morals back, back then. And they put him in, they basically put, pinned it on him and put him in prison until he kind of had to submit to get out and then never. Did they try to get him disbarred? It didn't, didn't take, didn't they take. tried. Yeah. Uh, Newman was 58 when they made this. Um, this is, if you read Ebert's review, it's interesting. Like this is the first time we see Paul Newman as an old man which is a really interesting thing because if you're our age or younger, you probably only know Paul yeah, totally an old man. So um, it was, that's always, I always love reading stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Um, uh, I can't say enough good things about this script and this direction. Especially, oh, no, one more thing I want to mention about Ebert's review. Yeah. He said this movie had a slow pace. A, lot of, so. a lot of critics, I guess, at the time, maybe said it was too slow. I didn't feel like it was slow at all. No, and we're, and, like, and we're from 2021. We're 40 years later, and yes. it doesn't feel slow. It didn't it feel, feel slow, slow to me. No. No, it built the entire way, and the dialogue is so fucking good. It definitely, don't get me wrong. This isn't like a breakneck pace to it, but for like a, a drama, if you're going to sit down and watch a courtroom drama about adults, I feel this plays perfectly fine pacing wise. Yes. And the performance is so good. You don't even know. It's a, it's, I, I just seen this movie uh, really for the first time as an adult a couple years ago, um, and I loved it. Like this is so great. Yeah. Um, so it was actually rewatching it again. I like it more. Yeah. Um, Cause there were little things like the, the vacation, yeah. like the St. Bart's thing and other things that I kind of just noticed throughout. I'm like, holy shit. And you say, like, and I was watching it even closer this time. I was really watching Newman's performance even closer yeah. this time. Like, oh, there's not a flaw in here. There's no. nothing. Everything he's doing is right. Well, and he was, said, I know that they did a lot of uh, rehearsal beforehand, uh, which he said really helped him. Dress you rehearsal, know. which yeah, is dr- very right. odd. Yeah. In a, I mean, you'll hear about rehearsals and stuff, yeah. but never dress well, rehearsals in movies. What's normal uh, is a normal, oh, dress rehearsal, you mean fully 
like well, yeah. staged, like ready to go, yeah, not just sitting around. Yeah, costume and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which the movie rehearsals typically don't. Play rehearsals, it's very common. Yeah, in movie rehearsals, it's very uncommon. We just do it I around the table. It's a Lumet thing. Yeah, yeah, or you'll just you maybe you'll you'll do some blocking stuff. You never yeah. in like costume. Yeah, but uh, Lumet was big on that. Well, you know, remember Lumet, of course, much older guy, directed movies in the fifties. Sure, comes from more that play when plays had a lot more influence on movies. Um, but uh, he took that, and it, Newman said that it helped his performance out um, a lot, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, totally makes sense. Uh, this same thing happened uh, with the Pacino. Uh, oh, Scarface. In Serpico or Scar- Oh. Scarface yeah. has happened um, where there was, there was some delays and stuff, and then De Palma had them, had him and, um, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who plays his brother. Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Can't sorry, remember his name. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Stephen Bauer? Um, and they have a ton of, they had a ton of, he said by the time the movie started, they could have gone on Broadway. They were so ready to, they could have just gone out and performed yeah. immediately. Um, because they were just so prepared, yeah. which I think helps, which, which has to help. Of course it helps because you're going to get multiple takes anyway. It's not, it's, you don't have to do it in one take like you would live, but if you, but if you would approach it, like you're going to have to do it as a play, your performance is going to be better. You're going to nail one of your takes. Let me, I just want to go here, through here with some yeah. of Sydney who met, uh, of course, actually, you know what? You know what's better than this movie? Dog what? the Afternoon. Have not seen it. Are you shitting me? I know, me? I gotta see it. Go see that. It's I really won't. good. Because it's before, we'll never hit it, right? No, no, we won't hit it. No, yeah. I think it's 75. I've seen 76. Serpico, um, which I liked. Yeah. But I need to see that. Actually, I haven't seen Network either. Will oh we, my God. Will we get there? No. Well, it wouldn't be for a long time. Go see it. Okay. See uh, Network's those. fantastic. Um, both good. I like Dog the Afternoon is my favorite probably followed by verdict yeah. and then it would be the network uh, or network. Excuse me. Um, yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen Serpico. You haven't seen it. No, it's good. So there's some I'm missing too. Don't get me wrong. And Serpico's the, the cop is still live. Like he, I follow him on he Twitter. Actually, did he just die? I, or, he posted today. Oh, really? I hope not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What am I thinking of then? Um, he just posted. He just, wow. I think, yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Wow. He's a cool guy. It's really interesting. Yeah. And of course, actually, you know what? 12 Finger Men is great. Have you seen yeah. the original 57 version? Uh, the cast is incredible. Henry Fonda. Yeah. Uh, I think I Jack have. It's a long time it's ago. really good. I should go back. It's really good. I should go back and, and go through Lumet stuff. Yeah. Some of stuff is great. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, yeah, maybe you'll see some of that style because there's a lot of motion and action in Dog of the Afternoon. Is there? Yeah. Because like, it's, it's uh, Dog of the Afternoon, if you don't know, definitely, I Go see it right now immediately. It's so good. It's about a bank robbery gone yeah. wrong, but all kind of takes place within the bank. So you have one setting, mm. um, but the action never stops. It is like pedal to metal, in my opinion. Pedal to metal, like it's it's uh, you're always kind of at the edge of your seat. I don't see action nonstop. It's not like speed, but it's just like it's just you're constantly like in suspense, right? Um, and it's uh, it has sorry, has a lot of cool twists and turns. I think it's it's just incredibly done. Okay, I can't say enough anything. But Dario Dario is one of my top 100 movies. Yeah, this is just this, and like it, it. If I had a top 120 list, it would certainly be in there. Verdict is amazing, and maybe it is my top. I have to go back and look. Rewatching this gave me even more appreciation for it. This is a really great movie. There's another amazing scene. It's when um, he sees her in the bar for the first time. Yes, and it's a wide shot from kind of a you know a, you're we see that a lot in the bar where we're kind of above. We're almost like in the TV position of you know where mm-hmm. that would be in the in the bar, yeah. kind of looking down. It's a wide shot, so you see the arc of the bar and Paul Newman sees her and fixates on her, mm-hmm. starts walking over to her and the camera goes to her as he's walking towards her. It like fixates on her just like he would be. Such a cool shot. Well, the reason you are looking down on them mm. is so you have the upper hand. So you're literally looking down on those people. Yeah. So if your movies, if you're looking up, you know, that's usually a sign of oh, this person is 
held in high regard. Right. Yeah. Is, is it bigger than, yeah. than uh, you know, almost like a child looking up at a, as a, at a grown up kind of thing. Right. But you're literally looking, you're supposed to, basically, Lumet's telling you to pass judgment on these people. Yeah. That these are drunks and losers yeah. and they don't, you, he doesn't want you to hold people in high esteem at all. And that's what that shot is for. But right. And then it goes into the kind of goes into like the Lars character and uh, right. And, and that's more even shot. Yeah. Um, and then you're kind of seeing it from uh, Newman's perspective. Yeah. So it changes our perspective from our audience perspective of judging people to Newman's perspective of, uh, I guess, lust or attraction. Yeah, for this woman. absolutely. Um, kind of predatorish. And even like an infatuation. And then he sure. says there again, uh, obviously it's all, you know, now it's all planned and staged. Oh, of course. Be there. She knew that he, that was his home. And he calls it too, but doesn't know it. He yeah. says, you came here for me. Mm. And you know, just as sort of a boastful thing to say, right. but he's actually he's, right. He's not wrong. Yeah. Yes. He's actually dead. Right. Um, uh, he just doesn't know why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, you didn't like heist very much. I didn't bums me too out. much mammoth. Too much mammoth speak. It was just annoying. It got annoying. I felt like he couldn't get out of his own way with the script. Mm-hmm. And I like mammoth. So, you know, I was this just, is definitely if you like, even like, do you like gun, Gary gun and Ross? Oh yeah. Okay. This is less mammoth. This than is Gunner. knob turned down. Cause right. this is his first one. This is one of his first ones. Yeah. I thought it was his first uh, feature might film. Be his second. Uh, maybe you're right. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, it's, really early, it's, but it's really, but regardless if it's his first, it's his second, it's right after there. He does the untouchables too, which is also not very mammoth, probably because of time, but then some things are, I remember kind of see it really like that movie too, but I haven't seen the untouchables in forever. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Good. We might I figured that. we'd run into yeah. it. Right? He, Wag the dog. Of course he does. That's very mammoth. It's, but it's great. I, but I also like that. I like that. I like those, that dialogue. Sometimes, I love that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works with the people. You know who I are delivering it, it like it work, so it didn't work with Gene Hackman. Yeah, I know, I know, that's I love Gene. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I it's not, that one. No, I don't think so. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, totally different. They like they nail Mammoth there. I mean, yeah. they're so good. The performances are so. Every single performance is so good between Lemon and I Baldwin. I like this more than that, though. This is a better movie. Than I haven't that. said I haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in a long time. That's probably been twenty years since I've seen it. It's a very good movie. I like it a lot. Hopefully, we run into it. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I didn't make a lot of money. We'd Damn. almost have to. Someone almost have to like kind of pick that. Well, um, step up, people, or or maybe it gets you know for the fan pick, whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah, maybe that's one thing actually. Did you want to do a song, a best of song? Like we did the film. We did like the, every Christmas we do like the uh, fan pick for a movie. We should do that with a song. Do you want to do that for the song? What if they're different years? What do you mean? Do you mean um, people can nominate sixteen songs and you just have like a, a polls, like Twitter polls? But like didn't did- we then do that show for the for Christmas? We yeah. did. But what I'm saying is, what if the movie that gets picked? No, no, no. We song- just do the song. The song is its own thing. We'll just find movies that work with that song. You know what I mean? Or oh, I see. So we week. would do two. We would do two. Right, we would do two right. different the, episodes. Okay. The Christmas thing doesn't change. This is a separate animal. Would you want to do a second fan? Remind me what we did though. So we got a fan pick, and what was it? It was uh, oh, it was Battlefield Earth. Oh, we did the we did a. Uh, we did that as a watch long, didn't we? No, we no. did it as a real. Right, yes. Sorry, we did that as a regular episode, and then we chose a song from that time period. Right. So we would just do the opposite. Yeah, let's do that. Fuck it. Are you gonna run the poll? Do you want me to run the poll? Um, I don't know. We can get there. We got six months before we get there, right? No, I thought we do it now. Now I got six you. months. Of- <laughs> This is a little behind the scene of me <laughs> trying to explain things nine times. You just have a, you've done a bad move. I don't right? think bad, so. Bad job explaining um, it. I'm guessing everyone right now well, is screaming at their... Uh, well, the reason why it doesn't didn't make sense to me is because it's not 
around like a particular mm-hmm. time or event. I mean, if we do it for the holiday season, it's kind of nice. Yeah, but it's just like it's like Christmas in July or Christmas in August. It's just, you don't want to do it. That's fine. We're not doing no, it. let's do it around Christmas. Let's well, do no, it that week. Movie thing in Christmas. Why don't we do one episode for the movie and oh, one episode for the song? That's a lot. No, I'm not saying, but don't do two episodes. Oh, just I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Breaks up our show. No, no. Yeah, I don't know then. All right, we don't do it. Okay. Unless unless patrons, you guys are like, oh, I really yeah. If you're really psyched it. about it, then yeah, we'll, sure. We'll, yeah. Okay. All that's right. fine. Um, anything else on the verdict? I think that's so the top twenty movie review for that we've covered. Yeah, that's, that's strong. I can't. I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's just gonna be a miss for me. Be, I think if we did like top twenty five thing, I think it would hit that. I just think it's just gonna miss. We've just covered so many good movies. I know we have. Yeah, but that Superman pick is really gonna. Oh, oh poor Don are dead today. Too. I know that's sad. Don't, yeah, don't pick today. Although we're covering Don movie next week uh, with the Goonies. So, oh yeah, that's right. Um, in fact, that's the next movie we're gonna do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else on? <sighs> no, I think that's it. Great movie. So tired of all the darkness in our lives, with no more angry words to say. This is, of course, uh, Stepping Out by Joe Jackson, not the dad of Michael Jackson, of course, but this is uh, the baseball player or shoeless Joe Jackson, of course. No, he'd be long dead, but when he'd be in long. Yeah, yes. how, he died young, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough go of it for him. Do you think he cheated? Oh, you know what I did want to ask you? Sorry to go back in time for a second to the uh, the movie section. Yep. How do you feel about the way that the Catholic Church was portrayed? There was actually, I thought so prescient. Yeah, but I also think there were, I thought they showed actually a little bit more empathy towards the end than I thought that they were going to instead of just being completely evil. They were kind of uh, yeah, like, we did. I don't know if they're completely evil. I think that they're going to cover their ass at all costs. Yeah, that's what which, it looks like. Which really, which you got to remember in the movie in 1982 to kind of show the Catholic Church yeah. in any sort of negative light is pretty ballsy. It is pretty so, ballsy. So um, I think it was uh, actually really prescient and really interesting to look and it was, uh, makes this movie age really well. It really it? does. Between the performances, uh, the plot is very believable. Yeah. And in my opinion, the pacing is is fine. Yeah, it's awesome. I think the movie ages really well. It does. Re- um, yeah. Yeah. Is, is it, you know, it's not fast and the furious. You're not gonna have trucks smash through, you know, giant buildings, whatever, but like, I think but for an adult drama, I think the international space station in nine, if I okay, got that good, correctly. Yes. Make sure you see that. Um, and, uh, but like for like to sit down and like watch like a smart in, uh, movie about adults, like it really holds up. Yeah. I think it really does. All right, and, cool. And Jackson, did he cheat? Um, he definitely took the money. That's a fact. Yeah. So that kind of, now, did he cheat? Probably not because he batted 400 in the World Series. But um, uh, his involvement got other guys to go along too. So, you know, you had guys like Eddie, you know, Eddie Seacott that mm. totally cheated. So yeah. like there are guys, it's like proof. I mean, you can just look at their, look at the stats. It's right. obvious that there was something going on. So um, yeah, he cheated. And yeah. yeah, you do that, you get thrown out. I mean, I don't care if you can't read. Like, guess what? You cheat, you're out. That's it. It's not hard. You got to draw the line somewhere. Well, I mean, you can't, we, you know, we create such a horrible precedent. Like of course it does, you have yeah. to draw like as much as Kennesaw mountain Landis was a really 
complicated figure in baseball and he was a racist and all this shit. Don't get me wrong. Not, not a great guy. But when it comes to having a hard line on something that important, cheating the world, like you can't, like, no, you, you can't, can't do that. that. No, you mean. absolutely can't do that. You, you kill the integrity of the game. Right. Like, no one will want to watch it's something that, point. that they think is fa- exactly. And like, eh, I'm like, I'm not interested. I know some people are. I, no, I don't want to see fixed yeah, things. I think uh, wrestling's really stupid. It's stupid. I don't want to yeah. see a story. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like if it's real, that's one thing, but it's not real. It's just bullshit. It's dumb. If you know that it's fixed before you go in, yeah. you, no one, so no one wants to watch it. Right. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know he's out. All right, too bad. You know. Yeah. Well, then later on he gets a number six hit. That's right. On the, what, a on the what a career! What a career! Dad of Michael Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Everything. He has his hit. Changes races. It's really weird. It's odd. But anyway, so uh, no, this is Joe Jackson uh, from the album Night and Day, uh, stepping out, and nominated for a Grammy for Record of the Year. Nominated for a Grammy for Best Pop Vocal. Lost um, Record of the Year to Rosanna, of course. Also on that list was Ebony and Ivory, Stupid Choice. Uh, Always on My Mind, Chariots of Fire by Vangelis. We've talked about that before. And lost uh, Best Pop Vocal to uh, Lionel Richie, Truly, which is a phenomenal song. But I'm truly that one. You remember? Yeah, it kills it's me. Good. It's fine. Yes, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not you know, Ebony. As long as Ebony, I ever didn't win. Yeah, fuck that. Um, and also lost to uh, I keep forgetting, which is a a uh, Michael Madonna song that I really like. I really like this song, which is why I picked it. Yeah, it, I know it, that you wouldn't like it. It's okay. Joe Joe Jackson is a uh, Pawtucket Elvis Costello, so um, you know, it's just like eh, it's like a low rent. Yeah, this uh, album is trash. Is that, did you listen to any yeah, of it? Yeah, I listened it is to it. Fucking trash. Let me just give you a little bit it's of not uh, good. a little bit of. I don't like. Uh, I don't like a lot of his songs. Here's a. Uh, it's it's either this type of whimsical. It's like what the fuck is this called? TVH. or it's something he does like a lot of bossa nova sort of Latin type of feel stuff, which is like this, but it doesn't work. No. It's like bad, it's like faux jazz. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's more it's less Elvis Costello. It's almost like nope. way worse um, Steely Dan almost. But his hits are all like Elvis Costello. Hit not stepping out. Stepping out is an anomaly. No, I. I it's this once in a lifetime. Uh, like when you take. The pieces of Stepping Out are not good, but when you put them together, it's an amazing song. It's this weird thing that what you is, get what right does once. What Stepping Out make you think of? Going out in New York. Okay, so if I want that, I'm going to just Rhapsody in Blue. Like Gershwin, like it's, a, it's a better song. Like, what, I mean, like, yeah. You know, if, you, if, I, if I want that like New York feel, like uh, there's We're Stepping Out in the City like Sinatra, in the 80s, like, There's though. better nah, stuff out there. It's a different, that's a different feel, though. I guess this is like, it's like, eh, it's just like, eh, you're not going to listen to Sinatra. Sinatra's got like a slower, a slower burn or even Rhapsody in Blue. That's not, that's not a good example because it's just this. That is New York. Though. That's like the ultimate New York song to me. Yeah, but that's not one you're going to use to get pumped up to go out. Stepping out, you might. Empire State of Mind, I guess now, if you're young, if you're, you know, yeah. of a different generation, but. Well, this is, okay, but that was in the, when's that, 90s? Empire State, when was that? Oh, no, no, about 15 years ago, I guess. Okay. Whereas this is 80. Yes, that's right. But this is eight. This is 82. Right. right. I mean, you're not, you right. know, this, this well, that's why I brought up Gershwin too. Like, you know, I think there's like, this well, Gershwin's before that. I mean, right. now we're, I know, we're talking like, classical music versus fucking new wave music. Yeah. I, I just, it's just like, it's right. So, but I feel like he's trying to embody some of the energy. It's like, eh, it's, it's a miss for me. It's, it's fun. Actually, this song of his songs is probably my second favorite, but that's like kind of faint praise. Do you like uh, going out with him? Is that the one? She really yeah. Going 
I feel yeah, like this is a good one. This is yeah, first hit. This, is my, yeah. this almost feels like Elvis Costello slash Cars. Yes. Like, yes, exactly. It's like, eh, it's not as good as the Cars. It's not as good as Elvis Costello, but it's fine. That's not a bad song. This was his no. first one, 79. Yeah. Uh, that but charted. Most of the other stuff he has, I really kind of either... I don't like it either. ...or don't like. There's another one on this album um, that is Breaking Us in Two, which is mm-hmm. not bad, but the problem is it's so... Here, listen. Uh, it'll have to listen to the end, but... This is a big hit, of course. I'm sure most of our audience knows the song. Yeah, but the what happens is he steals from the other one. Ah, oh, hold on. Breaking us into... It's the exact same change of stepping out. Mm. It's the same thing. He just stole yeah, that same I thing see. again. So you can't, yeah. like, you can't do that twice in your fucking album. I just think he has a hard time. He's super prolific. He's got like 50 albums. I don't know, probably 30 albums, 15 albums, whatever. And all of this classical music as well. He's just like a, you know, plays a bunch of instruments. Yeah. Cutting edge of technology, kind of like uh, um, Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Sort of Gary Newman-ish in that way. Because he's taking, you know, so here's the, here, here's the, here are the pieces of the song. You got this, ice, here's a drum machine. It's that. They like it. Yeah, the, yeah, this is him. He was deconstructing it in front of a live audience. He's got- Imagine clapping at a drum machine. Woo! I know. Way to play that power. Woo! It's that. This it's this crazy, this crazy, this, no, no. Fucking morons. <laughs> really? Like, think about that. You're clapping for a drum machine. You know what it is? Because they recognized it. And so people clap like fucking little, you know, automatons when they hear something they know. Woo! Woo! Stupid people. People are so dumb, aren't they? Hate everybody so much. I hate everybody except our patrons. You guys are the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then here's and then it's that this program baseline, which is neat. Yeah. And it's programmed neat. So he's got you know very early, um, very early drum machine, very early programmed that last keyboard. Thing sounds like robot. That's why you you like robot things. That's a robot thing. Not always. But robot that is things. a robot thing though. It is a robot thing. You know, but it sounds, it doesn't sound like, ro- like robot, 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 Oh, yeah, robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does. But you like robot But things. those are the two, those are two of the elements. The other elements are his amazing, um, like, this is just, I mean, those keyboard chords are really neat. I think this is my, that's my favorite part of the song. Well, I also like the verse aspect too, where it's like, it's, mm, I don't think he's singing that much. Oh no, he's annoying. That's the other thing is his. He, this song would be way better served with some better sound. It was the eighties. So yeah, yeah, well. I'll forgive some that. better sound, right? Yeah. And also, the lyrics don't work with the melody. The melody is actually really pretty, even at over these really neat chords. It's really pretty, but it doesn't work with the the syllables of the of the lyrics. He kind of shoots himself in the foot there, like. Um, the way that he electricity so fine is like weird how he does that or the mist across the window hides the lines. They're not good lyrics with the with this. I don't think they're good lyrics at all either. I think it's like trying to be like artsy or trying yes. to be it's it's it but they don't really make any sense. And the rhythms don't match with what it's such a beautiful melody, it just doesn't match. Like you can't if you can't sing about the excitement of going out in New York. Like and put together like yeah. you know some lyrics that at least are comprehensible. Like the, 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 what are you doing? You can't even do that. That's a pretty easy thing to write about. Yeah, I think so. 
So I think he shoots himself in his face. He doesn't have a very good voice. It's, so, it's just sort of blah, 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 blah kind of a tone. It just feels lazy. A little bit. It doesn't feel like he's putting in all his effort. And I understand it's yeah. also part of the mood of the song. Yeah. But he doesn't feel like he's like really like trying. Well, he doesn't really try in any of his songs. He just has that kind of. Yeah. It's almost a, um, it is similar to Elvis Costello in that way, but it's more show tune too. Right. Kind of Broadway-ish, yes. which I hate. I hate Broadway singer sound. I don't mind it, but I it has to it. be in its place. But you're right. I think like the disaffection that like uh, Elvis Costello has works because he, he has so much charm. Yes. Even when he sings, it's bizarre. Tons just, of like, charm. It, I really like Elvis Me Costello. Me too. Like I don't say I love him, but I really enjoy his stuff. Anytime a good Elvis Costello song comes on. Like, Absolutely. I'm with you. Plus this one's just more fun. They are. Like, like Joe Jackson like has kind of taken himself pretty seriously a lot of times. Yes. And, Maybe he isn't in real life, but he just comes across that way. I think he's, it's tactical in his voice too. He's, he's trying to hit the notes in the melody because it is a really pretty melody. It's a cool melody the whole way through. It's tactical though. There's not a lot, there isn't a lot of emotion there. He's not, he, but he doesn't have a timbre that could really drive that either. I think this song would be way better served with someone who could sing really emotively. Maybe even slow it down. Maybe it's a different feel too. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't yeah. have to do that. You can still do the chords. In a nice way. Um, Some and, people were really upset you picked this song. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I think Ra was uh, was a upset. A few people were, were upset because they're. I didn't they see wanted, much they wanted like Mickey. Like, hey, Mickey, you're. I so figured fine. we'd get to it. This will never like this was hard. This hit six on the Hot 100. Right. We'll get to Mickey. I think Mickey hit one. Oh, and, sure, it did. And it had a long life. It had a long we'll life. get to yeah. that. All right, but, uh, but this song is is, is kind of a, yeah. no. I wanted. To, I really like this song. This All song's right. really great. I think that I think the song is great, and it's that one rare mo- run rare moment where someone who's kind of goofy, even though they're prolific and and they could be instrument. It's too whimsical for me. I don't like that style. But it's one moment where they put it all together and it works just once, and it works for this song. I feel that's true, but with Gary Newman and Cars, not with this. It's a very similar situation. This guy even has a better song than this. I don't like uh, going out with him better than this. If you listen to, yeah, where? Like, if you listen to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is not even his goofiest song. What's the other one? He, like, like, I'm the man. That's oh, a really this goofy one? song. Yeah. No, is, it, is it on this album? It's on this album. It's like Real Men or something. Um, no, it's a song that's like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Like oh, is it? I don't yeah, know that one. Yeah, it's pretty goofy, yeah. Is it? Uh, let's see if we can find it because. I'm the man. It's Joe Jackson. I'm the man. It's pretty goofy. Do you know what album it's off of? I think it's on that album. I guess the name of the album. It's the same album as uh, it, it's it's different for is girls. Is he really going out? It's di- oh, I'm the man is the name of the fucking album. I believe so. So let, let's let me see if I can grab it here. I don't know this one. 1979. Yeah. That's so Elvis Costello. This is one of his bigger hits. I'm sorry, you know this song. Does he sing I'm the man in the chorus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? That's goofy as fuck. Oh, that's like It's really cool corny, right? That's super corny. I uh it's not a it's like the rest of it besides that is is okay. Yeah, but, but that like, part is like so cheesy. Though. And like uh, if you look at like the album cover, he's like wearing this like goofy hat. He's an uptown boy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like Oh, he's like, yeah, he's got his coat open with like He's selling like gold chains and yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess he's like trying to have fun with it, but like, oh no, it's kind of weird. No, I don't know. Like, I just, I just think he's kind of goopy. I don't know. I just, I'm. Eh. He is, and I absolutely agree. I just think this one moment in time, he hits, he hits it out of the park. Like this is his shining moment, mm-hmm. and then everything else is just kind of, yeah. Like even going out with him, that song, just the chorus is okay, and then the rest of it is just kind of. I think it's okay, but it's just so. 
it just I feel like anytime I hear it, I was like, oh man, he's like ripping off the cars and yeah, so hardcore here. Yeah, it's, it's like really obvious. It's like uh, it makes it kind of a harder listen. I know. Um, but I do actually, I do like tap my toe more with that. Like with this song though, this song is like, eh. I I guess this song is more unique though, super unique. Than his other stuff, yeah. But I don't know. But it also is like I hear like the robot stuff. I'm like, eh. and I I just love the chord changes too, the way that he resolves stuff, and and um, he's doing like it's a really um, interesting progression with the key that, but but it's it's kind of simple in a way. But just the way that he resolves stuff is is very nice. Like the, I could loop that keyboard in my head over and over, and I'd be completely happy. It just it just makes this nice beautiful path. But uh, rank but, the Joe Jacksons in order, the three Joe Jacksons, best to worst. Oh, he's one. Yeah, I agree. And then she's probably shoeless. Yeah, probably. Too. And yeah. Fucking Michael Jackson's dad is an yeah. evil bastard. Right. So I'd we re- agree on on, on the, the order of Jackson's. Yes, yeah, Joe I Jackson's think so. Yes. <laughs> Joe Jackson's. All right. right. Yeah, I mean he's uh, the other the Michael Jackson monster. That guy's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Bad guy. He's dead. I mean, they're all dead, right? No, no. Joe Jackson's alive. This Joe Jackson's alive. So he won. Yes, he's he's uh, he's he not wins. that old. I think he's early sixties actually at this point. He's pretty young. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good, good for him. He's still touring, still doing his music. Yeah, good for him. Composing, happy, I guess, and whatever. If he's happy, people, people clap for drum. His audience, it sounds like idiots. Yeah, they, that was 2019 too. Real so morons. Sort of like, yeah, you know, contemporary machine. idiots. Yeah, not very good. I, yeah. mean, I don't know. All right, that's it with uh, with stepping out. I knew we wouldn't hit him again. This is it. Uh, so we don't ever hit this guy again. Yeah, no, no, that's it. Right. Yeah, because we'll never get uh, going out with him. Yeah. Seventy nine. It would just it wouldn't happen. Yeah, weak choice, be though. At the end and of the day, that's fuck fine. that. It's not a weak choice. <laughs> I wanted. To, I like this song. I wanted to talk about it. It's I like the song more than can, Mickey. You can like it. It's, it's still me saying it's a weak choice. And it's not a weak choice. It's, it's something that I'm in, I'm interested I mean, a lot in. Of people, they didn't like it. That's all right. I mean, I don't care what they think. I know. I'm just this telling, is our show. I know. I'm just telling you. You know, a lot of people, including me, and you know, um, you know, everyone hearing this, think it was weak choice. Everyone hearing this, like nobody. I'll tell you. Oh, we'll get to Mickey sometime. I don't, I mean, people were clamoring. <laughs> they <laughs> people love were that. dying here. Mickey by Tony Basil. <laughs> they won that song. That might win the poll if we do that. Yeah. Actually, there were a few on this chart that I was I was really into, but. When you chose the worst show, that's right. I did uh, not. Oh, number six. We're going to be 85 uh, next week, so I'm guessing there'll be some good choices. Oh, I got to go. Uh, yeah, but you, you haven't played yeah, that I, I don't yeah, know what the, yeah. the dates the are Goonies, yet. Goonies uh, Fletch week. That's a pretty big week. Fletch, yeah, and Goonies. Yeah. Pretty big. Peak, uh, some some peak performances there. I would say, um, maybe some Chevy. Yeah, this is Chevy. Yeah, we'll get into that at the show. I don't know if it's peak. Um, might be end peak of Chevy. The well, end of the peak, of course. Yeah, maybe. Um, anything else on this? I don't think so. I think we've all we have for this show. I think we've done. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's it. I don't know what else to say. Kicking around some live date options. Oh yeah, did you get any? Uh, you, well, you it's, it hasn't. Yeah. It's been July Fourth weekend. weekend. Right. We're t- actually taping this early, so if you know Joe Jackson died yesterday, that's why we're not talking about it. No, um, you keep saying that about these people. Uh, well, Dick Donner died. Yeah, he died. You know, Matt, what's his, oh, his, that's, his, that's what they call. Him. Sorry, Richard. His he went Thank by. Dick let's, let's call him Richard. That's fine. <laughs> that was what they, everyone called him. But he just died um, today. Yeah. So and had we covered Goonies, you know. We're taping that early too, so things can happen. People can die. People can die. That's um, true. But yeah, we're we wanted to do October. It sounds like that might not be a possibility just because venues are booked up. Yeah. So maybe it might be like November, like you know. But I'm uh, I'm potentially meeting with a theater this week or next week, depending on how soon you can meet with me. Yep. Uh, and then um, if that space checks out, then we might be looking good. Potentially. I guess. Yeah. Just in November. Be November if that if that if that, that one. if it's that venue it would be November twentieth or whatever that week before Thanksgiving is right. But that's a long way off from being finalized, but just <sighs> right. kicking around ideas. There's some other options around, but they're not. All of them have their flaws. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the perfect place isn't available until like next year. So I asked him what day is next year. He didn't get back to me. Is that and, the one? That, yeah, yeah. And then um, this space. You no, know, we're talking by the way, Seacoast, New Hampshire-ish area. Um, that's kind of like where we're looking. Looking at you know, we think that'll be the easiest for people in Maine, people in Massachusetts, if they want to come. Yeah, and then um, also for us, for us. <laughs> so too. Uh, yeah, so. Um, but we obviously, whatever we end up deciding, patrons will be the first ones to know. You guys will have the first access to be able to get tickets. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of like, you know, you guys will be the, definitely the first ones up. Because the place that we're looking at sees about 80, we think. So yeah. won't, won't be a, it'll be an intimate show. Yeah, we want to sell, sell it out. Yeah. That's kind of the mentality. Hopefully create more demand for other ones. So we'd rather just start small and right. just kind of go from there. And then, you know, if it become, you know, if we can get more than we think, then maybe that will give us confidence to have a bigger spot next time. But for the first one, just kind of yeah. see what we're playing with here. Def- definitely won't be like a, like a giant drive-in movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, some more successful podcast. 250 cars have. and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, like I think it's going to be much more of a, um, you know, hopefully a, a fun a fun, like, you know, like I said, cozier, quaint atmosphere, I guess, than that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking, but it'll probably be like, you know, I'm just because every place I talk to seems like they're all booked up for October. I think people are just excited the pandemic's over and people are just, you know, booking stuff now. So, right. but we'll see. We're, we're, we're definitely, we're, I'm definitely talking with theaters as we speak. So we're trying to get something lined up as soon as possible within that time frame. Yeah. Um, but if, if there's any updates or that we have any finalization, like you guys will certainly be the first to know. Okay. Uh, then I guess we're back next week with, uh, the Goonies and Fletch and Fletch and some songs from the 85. Right. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. Bye.